You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We start. Yeah, it's going. I'm just getting it started. <laughs> yeah, we have to start with the Bucks. At least they ended on a good note. Like at least like the Bucks went down and then up. So at least like we're on a good trajectory when we're talking about the Bucks. But um, same with the Badgers too. But we're gonna yeah. start with the Bucks. We are back again on another Wisco Fanatics Wednesday. Um, talking Bucks and Suns, Bucks and Blazers, Bucks and Pacers, and then Badgers. So. We're going to start with the Bucks and the Suns Thursday night. Um, if you want to know what Jake and I were thinking about uh, the Sergi Baca trade and what the Bucks are going to do in buyouts, which we're going to talk about after we talk about the games, we have a little bit to talk about with that. Um, we talked about that on Friday. We talked about Pat Connaughton. We have a little more information on that now. But um, as far as Sergi Baca and buyout candidates are concerned, uh, we did do that on Friday. So, Everything that we said is still um, still valid from that. So um, if you want to know about the Ibaka trade and, and buyout stuff, go check out that video from Friday. But um, we're going to start with the Bucks and Suns game, and I'm going to kick it over to Jake. Bucks and Suns, uh, what's up? Yeah, the, well, we're just going to. I'm just going to congratulate James over there for one second. Uh, Chelsea, not going to congratulate you. Do not like you right now. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get you back. That's all I know. Also, Chelsea, since you're here, would you like one of these? Would you like <laughs> one of these? I'm sure you would like one of these, but I'll keep this one for now. Um, I was just going to say, uh, last game of the road trip, uh, you could tell, you know, it was a highly competitive game, and it definitely felt like it meant a lot more to Phoenix than it did Milwaukee. Not to say that the Bucks were not trying. Yeah, you could you could probably buy one on the the Bucks shop if you go. You on can there. you can just wait and get the Bucks twenty twenty two NBA championship hat. Yeah, the back to back one. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that <laughs> one too, and I'll show you that one too, Chelsea. Um, but it felt like it meant more to the Suns than it did the Bucks. The so, Bucks were competing for a little while, but to that- the wheels fell off. To that point, the Bucks were on the fourth of a four-game road trip yeah. in games that they had just destroyed three teams in a row. <clears throat> yeah, he did. Chris Paul, he passes the ball a lot, and it goes for a lot of assists. It See? 
She is making my entire <laughs> point. It literally meant more to the Phoenix Suns fans than it did the Bucks fans. Bucks fans are just kind of like, yeah, you know, we lost uh, this one. Fourth game of a West Coast road trip. And, and you know what my favorite part? My favorite part is everybody sharing Giannis getting dunked on on that alley-oop. But you know what? We got the block when we needed the block, okay? Mm-hmm. So I am perfectly okay with him getting dunked on at that point because Giannis gets dunked on. Every, every shot, shot blocker gets, blocker. gets yeah. dunked on. Every I, single one. But they block enough shots, so that's why they have the courage to go try nope. for a block. Giannis I would absolutely have you rather get dunked on once out of 100 tries than to not go for the block. And the only reason that people are going crazy is because Giannis is such an athletic freak, right? And he does so many yeah. amazing things. And Tyler just has a buttload of, of stats oh, to share. Oh, I got Giannis. good Giannis stuff. So oh, if you want to hear some crazy Giannis stuff, stuff about a, a 27-year-old guy that's on the top <laughs> 75 players of all time, uh, stick around. It's going to be awesome. But He could probably you know, crack game, top 25 already. He might be. Um, Phoenix went on a run. Uh, Bucks started missing some shots. Um Phoenix took advantage of it, and like I said, this meant more to them. The one thing that really did stick out, I know Chris Paul had an amazing game, almost 20 assists in this game, 19, mm-hmm. but uh, DeAndre Ayton was eating inside. The Bucks were doing too much sw- switching, um, and Ayton was just taking advantage of it like he should. He's a seven-footer. You get a you get a guy who's 6'8 or 6'4 on you, you're supposed to finish that, you know? Yep. And we've talked about this before. The, the only thing that I really cared about that sucked about this game was Pat Connaughton getting hurt. Uh, Wisco Fanatics' favorite player, uh, Pat mm-hmm. Connaughton. Um, him getting hurt was the only thing that I cared about in this game, so hopefully he'll come back soon. So the word on Pat Connaughton is four weeks. So he'll be back by the end of – or actually by the middle of March probably, um, maybe a little bit closer towards the end of March. But um, Budenholzer did confirm that Pat Connaughton and Brooke Lopez will be back during the season. So – Keep an eye on, I guess, maybe mid-March for, for Lopez and Connaughton. Um, yes, the name of the game with this this Bucks suns game was the Bucks needed bigs. Yeah. They got one earlier in the day, but they didn't have any to play with. I mean, Bobby Portis was the only big man. Obviously, Giannis is Giannis, but um, the Bucks did a ton of switching just because they don't they don't have the bodies. They don't they don't have enough guys to try to throw at the the Suns' big men. The Suns ran some some plays where even DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee were on the floor at the same time or Bismack Biombo and Ayton or any combo of those three were on the floor all at the same time. And the Bucks, being shorthanded, were left to defend those guys after switching with Wesley Matthews and Drew Holiday and Pat Connaughton. And when you're giving up – Yeah, when you're giving up six to eight inches on a guy, I mean, you should be able to make jump hooks over people. Um, you're seven feet tall you should score yeah. over six six i'm sorry yeah and you know a couple some miscommunications by the bucks too um you do all that switching eventually somebody's not going to switch at the right time that led to some layups and dunks for phoenix um i mean you take away those mismatches and some of the turnovers and the bucks you know could have could have kept this game a little bit closer but um stop leaving drew holiday open i don't know why phoenix didn't learn that um, he was just cashing everything. Um, this well. game had 18 lead changes in the first half. It was very good. It was very competitive back and forth in the first yeah. half. Um, just the Bucks missed Lopez, and they, they could have used Ibaka. Um, Phoenix had 36 points in the paint by halftime. Yeah. 
That's that's a lot of points in the paint. Chris Paul was getting there. I'll say that, and he was kind of dictating how our defense was playing yeah. at a lot of points during this game. Yep. Um, I mean, Middleton and Holiday were playing well early, just just a little bit too many turnovers. They had ten turnovers, and they weren't even halfway through the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's 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 just a bummer. I mean, it, this game reminded me of Wisconsin and Illinois when. Uh, um, <laughs> I got my college basketball coach in here telling me that the the tall guys should be be dominating the smaller guys, um, and that's that's perfectly ties into my next point was that this game, um, um, this game reminded me of the Badgers in Illinois, where the Badgers didn't have an answer for Kofi Coburn, um, you know, the Bucks just didn't really have an answer for DeAndre Ayton. Um, and even similarly in the Blazers game, but we'll get to that. Um, this game too, it, uh, oh, we're going to get to, we're going to get to Giannis. Oh, we're going to get to Giannis. Stick around. We got some stats, baby. Yeah. We're going to get to Giannis when it comes to the Pacers game. But, um, the Suns game, I mean, even, even through the Blazers game and the Pacers game, um, Jordan Wara, he, he looks lost. He needs, he needs some time. He needs more coaching and he needs more polish. Um, there was one point during this Bucks Suns game, um, the Bucks were running like a like a hack and Alfred Payton, trying to get him to the free throw line, and Budenholzer is damn near out to half court like this with his hands in the air, trying to get Jordan War to foul, and he finally realizes it, and then Budenholzer walks back to the bench with his hands in his face. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, and like you said, the Bucks just ran out of gas, not contesting shots, um, missing a lot of shots short. I saw a lot of that, a lot of front rim shots. But um, you know, the Bucks still the Bucks still came home from their West Coast road trip three and one. So what? Um, that, that's all you can ask for is going over right. Even right. if you split on a road trip, usually teams are happy. And you know, they they uh, Reggie Miller said it on the on the telecast. He said. You know, usually, you know, your fourth game on the road, this would be called a throwaway game, but it feels different because it was a finals rematch. Right. That's not really fair to the Bucks. Like, come on, man. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. It is what it is. It's just one loss. But after after you're playing all three of those those games, then you're going to give us the Suns, the best team in the league as our fourth one? Like, that's kind of chalking it up as a loss already, you know? <laughs> Courtney says hi. Hello, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get it out of the way. Talk about the Bucks and Blazers. Oh my God! Okay, you want to say start what you want to say? I'll go. I'll start. I don't have. You, well, whatever. You start. You start. Um. All right. So, big things here. Um, seventy-one points in the first half. Don't do that. That's 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 too many points. <laughs> um, Giannis was originally listed as probable for this game. Um, he did roll his ankle on Jay Crowder's foot in that Bucks Suns game. He did sit out. Um, Budenholzer said it was a short-term thing. Obviously, that proved to be the case because he played Tuesday. Um, Serge Ibaka made his Bucks debut, six points, seven rebounds. This, the annoying thing about this game, was the last eight and a half minutes of the second quarter. Portland went on a thirty-four to fourteen run to end the second quarter. Um, that's about. All I have to say until we get to end of the game totals. All right. So, 
Simons for the Blazers, 31 points. He had seven three-pointers. Get to know that name. Familiarize yourself yeah, with that Anthony name. Yeah, Simons is a good player. He's, you know, gonna, he's a he's a rising star. They're considering you know rebuilding around you and trading mm-hmm. Damian Lillard. That says some stuff. I mean, yeah. the kid won the dunk contest. And yeah, he can make so, seven threes. So good give combo. give him some respect. Go look at like his last I don't know like five or so games. He's playing really really well. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't already know the name, get to know the name. He's gonna be he's gonna be a popular player. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, Nurkic had 23 and 16. He absolutely was murdering us down low. We look small again in this game. Um, and Josh Hart, he had a great game. 27.7 yep. rebounds, five assists. He had five threes himself. I mean, you just take those three guys and you look at that and you're thinking like, damn, the Blazers probably won this game, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the Bucks, and Chris Middleton almost had a triple-double. Um, although nine of his 16 points came from the free throw line. And it wasn't just Chris. I felt like the entire team was rushing shots. I felt like we were out of rhythm a lot. Um, we would go up there. We'd pass the one guy in the fast break. We'd get an open three. We'd be like, oh, we got to shoot this. And we would shoot it. And we would miss. They would go down. They would make their three-pointer. If you look at the stats, it's what it looks like. They have five, they have five more made threes on two more attempts. So they were more efficient from behind the three-point mm-hmm. line. Also, the Bucks just... I felt like they took bad shots. It's not that you're missing shots, but when you're taking bad shots, now you're compounding the problem, and then it's just a downhill slope from that point. This was just a bad game. Um, you know, I, I said that the Suns were a throwaway game. This was definitely a throwaway game. Yeah. Bad field goal percentages. I mean, Nawara scored 17 points, which is more than Chris Middleton, and I f- didn't feel like Nawara left a print on this game at all. That's really their how I felt. their plus minus was the same. Yeah, I mean, and rightfully so, they probably were the same. Yeah, I mean, Wigington, I'll say this: he was one of the few bright spots in this game because I think that he's improving and he looked really, really good last night too. But dude, he's he is balling the last couple of games. I'll say that. I'm just saying. I wanted to give him props. I had a star next to his name. Those are those are my little tells. <laughs> Anyways, Bucks lost this game. It sucked. One person I did want to throw out there that kind of told the tale of this game was Trender Watford. He is a bench uh, big on the Blazers. His season average is four points, three rebounds, one assist. You're like, that guy sits real deep on the bench, doesn't get a lot of playing time. Well, in this game against the Bucks, he almost had a double double. He had nine points, ten rebounds, and five assists. That guy. Doubled and tripled all of his season averages against the Bucks. Of course he did. It feels like it's 2004 again when Tracy McGrady would come to Milwaukee and score 50 every time he played us. But I just wanted to – that just – that right there to me when I look at that just kind of proves that this was just one of those, one of those games. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so Portland, I mean, they have nothing to lose where they're at. If they yeah, lose, sure. it's – you know, they're tanking. If they win, hey, we won. Um <laughs> so you're going against the defending champs who have their, you know, without their best player, mm-hmm. you, you go and you play with a lot less tension. You go, you play, you go, you have fun. Like you, you don't care about the end result. So there's, there's no tension on Portland. So they play loose. They played, you know, fun. Um, the Bucks when Giannis is out and the assist numbers point to this, the Bucks got to keep the ball moving when Giannis is out. Keep the ball moving around, move it around, move it around. Budenholzer talked about it post game. He wants the ball to be moving faster. The Bucks were out assisted in this game, thirty to eighteen. 
So that perfectly ties into what I'm saying. You got to keep the ball moving faster. Play, you know, it's not to say that the Bucks don't play as a team when Giannis is out there, but Giannis has a high usage rate. I mean, the ball goes through Giannis a lot. Yeah. But when Giannis is out, keep the ball moving faster. Keep the ball moving more. Get open shots for your teammates, you know, stuff like that. Um, some really gross stuff is rebounding. The Bucks were out-rebounded 58-43. to 43. Yep. Um, Phoenix got 14 offensive rebounds. The Blazers, but yes. Yeah, the Blazers. I'm sorry, I looked at Phoenix. Uh, okay. The Blazers had 14 offensive rebounds, and yep. because of that, had 10 more shots, 10 more yep. attempts with those 14 rebounds. Um, yeah, get to know Anthony Simons. Um, Bobby Portis, 17 points and 9 rebounds. Um, Drew Holiday, 23 points and six assists between Drew and Middleton, 11 turnovers. Gotta get those down. Yeah, I hate, I'm, I'll talk about turnovers a little bit more in the, in the Pacers game, but as far as the Trailblazers game is concerned. Yeah. Throw that in the garbage. Onto the Pacers. Uh, one last thing. This loss to the Blazers, the Bucks had a six-game win streak heading into this game against the Blazers. That's over with now, but it is what it is. I just like streaks. No, that would have been ended by Phoenix, but yeah, I got you. No, no, no. They had a six-game winning streak versus the Blazers. Oh, okay. They had a, well, a, we can go streak. back to winning streaks if you want to talk about the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so the, the Bucks are now – Four and zero. They swept the season series against the Pacers this year. I think it's it's either eight or nine straight now against the Pacers. Um, what do you want to say? I got lots to talk about with this game. Okay, what do I want to say? Uh, Nawara still not ready. I'm just gonna sound redundant saying that every week. Um, yeah. Drew Holiday played well. I thought, even though he didn't shoot the best, Chris Middleton played better because he went down to his role. Um, but here's the main thing you got to say. Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. I got a lot of evidence to back you up on that. I'm going to let Tyler say all his stats, and if he decides to leave me some because we talked about it before the game, then he does. I'm, if I'm you want to take them all, the, I'm okay. I just I'm going to save that for the power pair because, spoiler alert, Giannis is one of my power pair. So I'm going to save a lot of that stuff for then. But talking about strictly the Bucks pacers game, um, Giannis is back, setting the tone early. The way that he was playing, it made it look like – this is how I feel. I don't know this, but this is how I feel – um, I don't know if I'm ready to call the Celtics a Bucks rival yet. Um, but this is how I feel. The way that Giannis came out playing this game on both ends of the floor, 12 points in the first quarter, 18 points by halftime, I feel like Giannis had to be told to sit out the Portland game, not that he said that he couldn't go. That's how I'm that's how I feel based on the way that Giannis played in this game it seemed like he was almost angry that he had to sit out portland game and poor indiana that they had to try to deal with that because they were not dealing with it <laughs> um, so handful of things on here the pacers took a 48 to 46 lead um oh okay all right i know i know you, you guys talk amongst yourselves yeah. <laughs> all right um uh, <laughs> 
Pacers went up 48-46. Bucks responded with a 14-2 run. That's good to see. Um, nine first-half turnovers, though. That's too many. Nine first-half turnovers. That's If you did that both halves, you'd have 18 turnovers, and that's gross. Um, nine turnovers led to 13 points off of turnovers for Indiana in the first half. Kept them in the game. It was a it was a six yeah it was a six point game at halftime. Mm-hmm. So second half only four turnovers. That's much better. Um, Sergi Baca is showing some some defensive assistance. He's not he's not out there blocking a ton of shots. That's not what we we were expecting with him. We just want him contesting shots. We want him making things harder for people. Um, I'm interested to see the Bucks play the Hornets again and see what he does with a guy like Lamelo Ball and to see the Bucks play the Hawks and have them have Trey Young to see if he can affect those floaters in the same way that Brooke Lopez does. Um, That would be, that would be a big deal in a potential playoff series versus either of them. Um, Bobby Portis was, he's been really up and down the last handful of games since the West coast road trip. Mm -hmm. He couldn't buy a foul, like three possessions in a row. He was trying to get a foul. After that, Lance Stevenson gets a foul call for drew holiday, touching his pinky. That was really annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing you can't do, you can't be letting guys get offensive rebounds off of missed free throws. Yeah. That's just a non-disciplined thing. Just don't do that. Um, the Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks, I don't know. I don't know what it is that it feels like the Bucks when they play streaky players, they always have like nuts games, unless it's Julius Randle. But Buddy Heald is a very streaky shooter. Like you think Middleton is inconsistent? Like Buddy Heald is way worse as far as consistency is concerned. Um, one for 13 is his last game dropped 36 and made eight three pointers. He was feeling it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this is what I want to say about turnovers. I, I can forgive them when you're trying to make plays. The turnovers that I hate are just like the careless, you know, passing to nobody. You know, you thought a guy was going to stay in a spot and he didn't leaving your feet to pass. That's never a good thing. Don't do that. Um, and then just the just the dribbling, the dribbling turnovers. When you're just dribbling the ball for 15 seconds and you dribble off your leg or you let a guy take the ball from you, like it happened to Bobby last night where he was kind of backing down on the post and somebody came down and just took it away from him. Yeah. Those are the turnovers that I want to see cut out. If you're trying to make a play for somebody and, you know, a pass gets intercepted or, you know, you throw a pass that you're trying to get to somebody, trying to get somebody a better shot, I can live with that. Those are effort plays. You're trying to get things going. That I can live with. Um, I just want to see the careless turnovers cut out. Um, I guess just more discipline is what I want to see from the Bucks. But um, So Giannis, as we know, dropped 50. His scoring by quarter, 12, 6, 13, 19. Okay. So pretty balanced scoring. Um, this is, I thought this was interesting. The Bucks scored 128 points, only 10 three-pointers. I know, I saw that. <laughs> That's crazy. 62 points in the paint. Dominated inside. That's that's insane. Um All right, do you want to say anything else besides Middleton 19 points, 8 assists, Drew Holiday 14 points, 8 assists. Um do you want to say anything else about the Bucks Pacers game before we do a power pair? Um, I just wanted to, I mean, I was going to bring up Bobby Portis, but I'm glad you did. 
I wanted to congratulate him. Even though he shot bad, he still went and got 14 rebounds. That's something that mm. we're going to need. That's that's big for us. And Ibaka, 9-5. and five. Um, Ibaka had a really nice play where Middleton was driving, and he just dropped it down for Ibaka, and he just two-hand slams it. And I'm just like, dude, this is the stuff that I see in my head when I'm thinking that we're getting another big man. Those are just yes. easy points, man. Yep. And, you know, what, like you're talking about him just affecting shots, and that's what Brooke does. Brooke doesn't – I mean, he gets plenty of – blocks because he's long mm-hmm. and humongous yep. but even if he just affects a shot and we can get a run yep. out and yep. that's just the stuff that we're looking for and i just want to say we're not dante haters if people are wondering but yep. we are very happy with ibaka we're trying to win yes. titles now we're yep. going okay bucks fans i know that this is hard you have to take your mindset from rebuilding keeping young assets to now we have to acquire assets we we are buyers yes. now we're not yep. sellers anymore so. same same with draft picks like i saw somebody complaining the bucks haven't had a first round draft pick that's hit since dante the bucks haven't held on to a first round draft pick since dante yeah for real and you know we mentioned in the the live that we did on friday that the bucks got two second round picks in the deal with yeah. dante yeah. um don't expect the bucks to hold on to those i would um I, mean. I threw this out there in an article that i wrote last weekend actually that while the second round picks sure can be used to like reload the roster and you know maybe maybe groom a couple guys. I mean they're doing it with Jordan Wara right now. Mm-hmm. But look what the Bucks turned second round picks into last summer. Sam Merrill, who was literally the last draft pick, mm-hmm. and two second rounders got us our starting shooting guard, Grayson Allen. Nothing wrong with that. And that's, he made basically three second round draft picks. And he made Dante expendable, which brought Serge Ibaka in. You go full circle. I mean, we're getting yeah. Grayson Allen and Serge Ibaka out of that deal. Yeah, I'll take that every time. Come yeah, on. For yeah, for Dante, two bench warmers and three second round picks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, <laughs> all both the guys that we got got game and they they're impact players. So yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, we got a starter and and a, a rotational player. And I. I... The thing I don't understand is everybody's acting like Grayson Allen is just like some old, like thirty-four-year-old guy. Like he's not that old. He's he, think he's in his fifth year in the league. Yeah, he's got to be the, around the same age as Dante. So I don't know why everybody's freaking out. I think and, he was a year or two before Dante. I think he was drafted in twenty eighteen, so he might be in his fourth year in the league. But we still got maybe da- we still got Allen locked up for years after this. So it's like they, we're yeah, they extended him by two players. years. Yep. And now we got money, so now we're gonna lock up Bobby. So now we're gonna be contending for years and years and years. Aren't you happy about that? Or are you guys? The just Bucks wanting... got a little over three million. They got three point two million with Sergi Baca in the deal. Hey, and they sent out million. four with Hood and Ojale. They sent out four million and got three point two back. Works for me. That's all I know. <laughs> Works for me. And, and Ibaka's deal is expiring. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So the Bucks will have a little bit of cash to play with at the end of the year. Not a lot, but a little. Imagine going back-to-back and having money to play with. <laughs> Talk and about a, a flex. Talk about a, a flex. And a 27-year-old fucking freak monster. Oh, my God. I don't oh. know how to describe him anymore. Okay, I do. I do. I lied. I was setting this up. I don't care what anybody says. I really don't. I this is my opinion, and this is this is Tyler and I's show, so we can say whatever the hell we want. Giannis is the greatest buck of all time. I'm sorry. I, it, to me, he is. He he's 
better. I mean, he's been around longer. He loves Milwaukee. He wants to build here. He brought yep. us just as many championships as Kareem. Yep. Now we, we might go win another one. I mean, right after Kareem won the title, he pretty much dipped after that and went play with yep. Magic Johnson and Worthy and all them. So, I mean, is he wrong? No, because he ended up with a lot of MVPs and a lot of titles. But Giannis is the greatest buck of all time as his point stands. So, if you want to get into the power pair, Giannis is clearly in both of ours. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say mine first um, yeah, because go Tyler's, got, Tyler's got a surprise one. and I think Oh, I, I have lots is. of surprises. Um, <laughs> so, my first one is Giannis. Obviously, I mean, he only played, yeah, over Kareem and Big O. I'm sorry. It, it has to happen. Wait till you hear some of these stats, man. Isaac, yeah. just wait. Um, yeah. <laughs> Giannis, this week, he only played two games, uh, but he averaged 34, 10 and a half, and six. I mean, the guy is seven feet tall and averaging six assists. <laughs> it's just, God's reach is the best. You're never going <laughs> to let me forget that. Uh, my second one was Drew Holiday. I think Holiday played well, even though he was he didn't shoot the best uh, in the last game or the one of the games here. Mm-hmm. Which one am I thinking of? But uh, the Phoenix game. Um, he still always brings the defense, and you know, me and you, we always see eye to eye on the defense. We both yep. love people that just exhibit both sides of the court. Yes. Um, and we get excited about the Badgers playing defense. That's what we watch Badgers football for. Yeah. But. Uh, Drew Holiday always brings a defense, but he averaged 19, uh, three and a half, and six. So, I mean, that's still good out of your third star. I'm shocked he's still not on the roster. Oh, God. Don't get Uh Josh going. Steve said in the comments, also the landscape of the NBA has changed, so the title now carries more weight than Kareem's. I mean, there's – yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, the way that the the NBA is nowadays – especially with the power balance shifting to the East and the way that they got that title going through Brooklyn. True. That, that, that series was stressful. True. Oh man. Now I'm going to say it's kind of off topic, but it's talking about titles and I've always felt this way, you know, because everybody's always on Aaron Rodgers about titles, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that always bothers me is because they seen Brady's Brady led teams win so many titles. Yeah. Social media has really ruined, you know, the, the title. They think that that football, the quarterback wins the title because the quarterbacks yeah. get the wins and losses. I understand. What I hate. Oh God, I hate that when people put records. I know. Quarterbacks. It, it. I hate that the quarterbacks get the wins and losses because they, they give all the do credit. It with pitchers in baseball, either. They shouldn't. They shouldn't because think of a a guy hits a crazy home run that barely gets over the wall, and that's how you get a win as a pitcher. Like I, I understand. Brandon like, Woodruff is a perfect example. Brandon Woodruff got no run support last none. year. None, and he was he, a stud. He had like a, a like two fifty six ERA last year, and he was he nine was, and ten. He was damn near. I'm not saying he was as good, but he was damn near as good as our Cy Young Award winner. Almost. But like you said, he had a nine and ten record. But he was a freaking monster. Eats up innings. Yeah. He gets strikeouts. He has nasty stuff. By yep. the way, I'm supporting the Brewers as well because, God damn it, we need some baseball. Oh, God. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today, I think. I know. I saw that. That's why I, started, that's why I put this on today. But anyways, um, I just hate that uh, the title stuff. But it does mean more in basketball because there's only five players on the damn court. Yeah. But stop doing that with football, okay? It's totally different. Totally different. But yeah, I'll, and that's I'm like Isaac um, or James just said in the comments that he was watching a YouTube video saying how Brady's ruined the way that we look at Super Bowls because people think winning them is easy, and if you only win one or none, then you're terrible. 
So, exactly. And and the stop with we'll we're gonna have Andy Herman on the show next Thursday, so we're gonna have a lot of Packers talk next week. But stop trying to act like Matthew Stafford is anywhere near all time where Rodgers is. He's not even close to where Rodgers is at. Listen, there's levels. There's just there's levels, okay? And Rodgers is Matthew up here. Stafford is in the Joe Flacco level. Oh, Joe. That's that was rude. That was very mean. <laughs> you leave Matt alone. He only threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl. Uh, he didn't play that bad. Uh, He's had to get carried by his offensive player of the year wide receiver again. He's not that bad, okay? And a two time defensive player of the year winner. Yeah, listen. When Devontae won offensive player of the year, yeah. Rodgers won the MVP. So did Stafford win the MVP? No. No. He did not. <laughs> Brad said that's a low blow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <sighs> said he trusts Stafford. Stafford literally threw two picks in the Super Bowl. Oh my god, that's dumb. Well, we don't particularly care for Colin Coward. Like on this show, um, if you talk to Jake and I, the the analyst that we probably we would probably identify with the most is probably Nick Wright. I don't know if you agree with me on that, Jake. Here's what I think. I do not have enough time to teach all these people who do not know what they're talking about. That's what I think. Jesus. We like two Crimey. hours every Wednesday. Dude, I, can, <laughs> so I can't do this. I don't care what Colin Coward said. He is retarded. He, I'm oh, sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. That's a bad word. I am just so sick and tired of listening to these guys that make lists and make millions of dollars, and now he's going to clickbait us and be like, mm-hmm. oh, Matthew Stafford's on fire right now. He's a popular thing. Let's say he's better than Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is also on fire right now. Listen, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is not better than Aaron Rodgers. Okay, sorry, simple as that. Tom Brady, talent-wise, is not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, plain yep. and simple. I'm just going to leave it at that. Tom Brady yep. played with a much better coach, much better defenses yep. for his entire career. Yep. And it is not easy to win the Super Bowl, no matter what narrative you have in your head. Yep. And the most laughable thing happened to me today. A Bears fan was trying to laugh at me about Rodgers not making the Super Bowl. Think about that for a second. And then I brought up the Bulls, right? So full circle, I bring up the Bulls. We're coming back to basketball now. I'm talking about the Bulls, and there's a list out there that I saw today on Twitter, and it talked about how um, the most playoff wins since 2000, and the Bucks have more playoff wins than the Bulls since 2000, believe it or not. I would have not thought Dude, that. the Bucks were horrible for like 10 of those years. They were very bad. <laughs> and his first comeback was, the Bulls were bad in the early 2000s. Yeah, what were the Bucks? The Bucks were horrible. Seriously, for about 10 years. They were terrible. <laughs> they Dude, snuck we're... in in 2008, and then they were like like bottom three in the league for like five years until we drafted Giannis, and then they snuck in as like an eight seed. And they Dude, just kind of we literally went were making the playoffs at 8-42 and 42 for, for years. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were, we were terrible for years. Terrible yeah. for years. Had a 15-win season not... in there, too. I do not want to hear about Colin Coward on this goddamn show anymore because he's terrible. Skip Bayless yeah, somehow is worse. So, Skip Bayless is somehow yes. worse than Colin Coward. Yeah. It's like they're competing on Fox to have the worst analyst of all time. Yeah. The only one I like over there, I mean, I like Nick Wright. He's okay. But mm-hmm. the only one I like that's like a major one, and I don't even like him that much, is Shannon. And I just like Shannon because he's funny. Yeah. He gives Skip a lot of slack. I I used to like Max Kellerman a little bit. Now I'm kind of 50-50 on him. Bro, when when I heard him say that he would take Justin Herbert over Aaron Rodgers, I was done. I was absolutely done. And then I looked at my TV and I was like, 
Now I know why Stephen A. kicked you off first take, you bum. You're saying <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, oh and God. I don't care for Stephen A. after all the stuff that he said about Milwaukee. So back to Milwaukee. All right, here we go. Jeez. It's, it's nuts Giannis stats time. So, Jake, do you want to do the 12th time and, and third player stats with Giannis? Um. Yeah, sure. I'll do that one. Um, yeah, so I'll give you Giannis, some of them before I start rattling off all the crazy. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just I'll just say my my couple, my three, and then you can just take off in there. Um, last night was Giannis's seventieth seventh forty point game of the season. Mm-hmm. It was the eighth fifty point game in totality for the for the whole league. The eighth fifty point game Giannis had, and it was the twelfth game in NBA history with fifty points on eighty percent shooting. To make that stat even better, it's only the third time that's with 10 rebounds. The other two players to do it were Wilt Chamberlain and Carl Malone. Tyler is the master. That's all I got to say. All right, here we go. Giannis in his last five games, 33.8 points, 10.8 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 65.9% field goal shooting. 55.6% three-point shooting oh in 31 God. minutes a game. Giannis is 50 points last night. 21 shots are the fourth fewest attempts in NBA history to score 50 points. Currently, <laughs> this is this is insane. Giannis is now the NBA leader in scoring after he dropped 50 last night and Embiid only dropped 19. So Giannis is number one in scoring, number seven in rebounds, number 12 in blocks, and number 20 in assists. He's 54th in minutes. Think about that. <laughs> All right. Giannis averages 32 and a half minutes per game. That is disgusting, dude. He doesn't even play three quarters. That's, he's that's the, true. He's the, Not he even, leads, yeah. leads the NBA in points. Think about that. Who stops it? Here you go. You ready? You ready for this? This is (laughs) per three quarters. So NBA uses a stat often called per 36 minutes. Yep. Giannis is currently in his fourth season of averaging 30 points per 36 minutes. This is his fourth season that he's on pace to do this. LeBron and Kevin Durant have never done that in their career. Giannis has done it four times, or he's on pace to do it four times. Kobe Bryant has done it once. Giannis is on pace for his fourth. Probably 05, I would think. George Gervin, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, Steph Curry, and Wilt Chamberlain have done it twice. Giannis is on pace for his fourth. James Harden has done it three times. Giannis is on pace for his fourth. Michael Jordan leads the NBA four times in his career did he average over 30 points per 36 minutes. Giannis is 27 years old. He's going to destroy that record. He's Yeah. He's, he's going to, to murder it. that record. His efficiency scoring is – it's never been done before. I, I've compared him to Shaq level efficiency scoring. He's better than that. He's more efficient than Shaquille O'Neal while still averaging six assists a game. And still dunking on people, bro. (laughs) 
I oh my god, just like the other day I argued with Gotta somebody for like it. an hour and a half that he was saying that KG is a higher overall all-time power forward. Giannis has already surpassed Kevin Garnett. Oh, everything yeah. that Kevin Garnett had done in his career. Giannis is in his ninth season. Kevin Garnett played like 21 seasons. So the only thing that he's got is totals, just strictly because Giannis is active. Mm-hmm. But Giannis has already passed him in accolades. They have the mm-hmm. same number of titles. Giannis has a finals MVP, which KG doesn't. Giannis is a better scorer. He's a better shooter. He's, I mean, the guy argued it, argued it down. He kept getting into smaller and smaller corners. Like he's like, well, uh, uh, Kevin Garnett was a better shooter. It's like two points is two points. And then he's like, well, Kevin Garnett's a better mid-range shooter. It's like two okay, points cool. is two points. Giannis dunks on people better. Oh. Giannis, Giannis has a most improved, which I wouldn't have expected KG to have. He was a number one pick. Yeah. KG had one MVP, did not go to the finals with the team that he was drafted with. Uh-huh. Giannis has two MVPs, a defensive player of the year, and now a finals MVP. Like, Giannis has already passed him as far as accolades are concerned. And he's um, going to crush him in all-star appearances. Not that it really matters, yeah. but it does. Um, I would th- – I Tim Duncan, I think, is the only power forward I could put ahead of Giannis right now. I think based on resume and just, just the way that the players are and, like, the way that Giannis does what he does, I think I'm ready to say that Giannis is the second best power forward ever. He's above Dirk. He's above KG. Somebody mentioned Charles Barkley. Like that was a good idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, the as only far as power forwards is, is, yeah, I think Tim Duncan might be the only one I'd put above him. I would agree with Duncan being above him. Now, if Giannis gets a couple more MVPs, say he gets, say he gets to to four MVPs, right? Say we'll just say he gets the four MVPs. He gets the three. James, titles. you don't want to go down that road with me. I promise you, Carl Malone. Carl Malone, I can agree with. I was just going to bring I'm him fine. Along. I'm fine with interchanging those two. Um, Tim, Giannis played last night. They have a day off. I would, I would perfectly I would expect him to expect be playing. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was a back to back, then they probably would have sat him out last night. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, he'll play tomorrow. Oh, um, I cannot wait. I hope B breaks out that weak-ass step back again. I'm going to laugh so hard. James, I know you were watching the game last night. And you were laughing so hard. Are you going to be there? That's sick, dude. Jeez, uh, Al Tim. Horford. Al, yeah, look at Tim. Yeah. Dude, uh, give me Al some Horford. tickets, man. I'll go with you. <laughs> Al Jeez. Horford in his paper-thin vertical out here blocking Embiid's My, double step back. Know, how bad is that, dude? He didn't even have to, He barely jumped. He barely had a ugly. jump. That was terrible. That was ugly. That was the slowest step back I've ever seen. And I've seen my cousin do a step back. <laughs> All right. Kidding. So looking at looking at Philly, this is what's next for the Bucks. They only have one game coming up because then they have all-star break. So <laughs> looking at Philadelphia. So Joel Embiid is obviously the player to note. Doesn't sound like James Harden's going to be back until after the break. So keep an eye out. Now Philadelphia, they were embarrassed last night. They lost by 48. They're probably going to come out. They're probably going to come out swinging. So the Bucks, the Bucks are going to come out with energy to um, Josh. Take a guess which one he's throwing shade at. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Philly's going to come out swinging. The Bucks need to come out aggressive to put this away. Now, when that happens. 
I can really see this game getting chippy quickly. So, I don't know. Maybe the refs will throw out a technical foul early in the first quarter if this game gets chippy. But Embiid is probably going to be angry because they the 76ers got absolutely embarrassed last night. Yeah. They – I mean, the Celtics are on fire. You can't win yep. nine in a row and not be called on fire. Not Brennan Michael because he's not feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> Or send them home for a pizza and a gallon of milk. A gallon of milk, yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody in the con- everybody watching is just like, you ate a whole pizza and a gallon of milk and you felt bad? Yeah, well, that's what we thought too. And we were 11 years old, okay? But anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, the Celtics are on fire. And I'm sorry, but I think James Harden going to the Sixers is really going to ruin them. James he Harden just... is a cancer. I will continue saying, and I've been saying it since he's been in Houston. Stephen A. Smith tried to like justify the trade this morning, and he was talking about how James Harden averages 28 points in the playoffs. Okay, well, why did he get blocked by a 900-year-old Manu Ginobili? Okay, that's not my fault. Yeah. The only reason that they were ever close to beating Golden State in their peak because was of because Chris of Paul. Chris Paul. 100%. 110%. Had nothing to do with James Harden. It had so, some, but it was I just, Chris, I just, Chris Paul. When Chris Paul went out, like all of the air went out of the tires of Houston. Yep. It was, when it Giannis was went out, the Bucks rallied and won two in a row. Yep. That's what championship teams do. That's called that's called leadership. Playmate got a good locker room. I agree yeah. with that. I'd agree with that. I mean, we were playing Atlanta and they were playing Golden State, so there's levels, but still agree. <laughs> Brings an uptick to the Philly strip clubs. Yes, he does. I, yeah, yes. I bet he does. Man, so many strip club jokes ever since he got. <laughs> That's your uh, legacy, James. I like is how flopping in strip clubs. And I like how he was trying to act like he didn't want to ask to be traded, as if he even remotely discussed it that it was going to be news. Right, dude. And if you don't remember, he wanted to go to Philly before he ended up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Those were the reports before he got mm-hmm. traded to the Nets. Is he wanted to end up in Philly, so he still ended up where he wanted to go. Let's not play dumb, okay? Yeah. The yeah, Nets, by so, the way, the Nets fleeced them. The Nets absolutely destroyed the Sixers in that series, yeah. in my opinion. Dude, they, the fact they got any sort of picks involved in that, and what dude, I saw was two firsts is what I saw, dude, plus and they got Simmons a big and, body. Cur- and Curry. Yeah, they got a big body. It doesn't even need to be a good big body. It just needs to be a big body. And then they got a guy that shoots threes. The Nets absolutely won that trade. Not yeah. even close. Plus they got better on defense. Yeah, <laughs> they got a million times better on defense. Now, <laughs> I'm just going to say this one time, and I hope this gets to Stephen A. Smith. Somebody cut this part out and send this over to his bald ass, okay? Ben Simmons is not guarding Giannis, okay? I don't give a <laughs> shit how badly you want it to happen. It's not happening. Ben Simmons is not gr- – I will show you a highlight video from 2019 of Giannis absolutely punking his little ass under the rim. It ain't happening. Oh, he's strong enough and long enough. Yeah, okay. That's why he got his ass dumped on with the left hand, little dude. It ain't happening. Nobody stops Giannis. Stop saying that shit. Yeah, you really, you really don't. I'm um, sick of it. Last thing to talk about with the Bucks is, as of today, they officially signed DeAndre Bembry. Um, seriously, I'm going to tell people this now. Do not expect a lot from him offensively. I'm going to yeah. tell you this now. Do not expect a lot from him offensively. He is going to play a very similar role to Wesley Matthews. That's what he's going to do. He's going to come here, and he's going to play defense. That's Nothing what he's going to be here that. to do. Defense wins championships, right? 
Ask Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Or Giannis, who's currently, uh, according to the NBA, the leader for Defensive Player of the Year right now. That was smooth. That's, That's what out. I do. That was smooth, baby. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with the Bucks? I don't know. I'm seeing James comment. And I kind of want to shit on Ben Simmons for a little bit. That's up to you, though. Uh, no, no, no. We can move on to the Badgers. Yeah, Ben Simmons is one of the most scared offensive players. Yeah, he's unless you're unless you're shooting from like this far away from the rim. Yeah, Ben Simmons isn't going to help you a ton, bro. And he's he's really good in the fast break. I'll say that because yeah. yep. he can't handle the ball. He can finish at the rim, but I mean, other than that, you take the fast break out of it, and in the playoffs. Let's let's be honest. There's not a lot of fast break points in the playoffs. If you get a run out, it's because you made a crazy play on defense, right? You jumped the passing lane, you yep. tipped the ball out. That's the only way. The regular the playoffs, season guys are going to let you get those dunks. They're not yep. going to. In the playoffs, yeah. it's real. It is real. Yeah. And that is what I've been telling Bulls fans. I'm like, bro, trust me. The Bucks have been really, really good. Best in the league. Number one offense. Number one defense. We got our asses whooped in the playoffs because it's different. Yep. And it, and it took Giannis and Middleton, and we got Drew, and it took everybody growing up for us to get over that hump. If I was a Bulls fan, I'd be concerned about the way that DeMar DeRozan plays in the playoffs. I said that today because he, I was like, you guys got nobody to stop Giannis. That was my first point, right? That's they, they easily don't. the first Simpl- point. They don't. Simply, they don't. And then he's like, oh, do you have somebody to stop Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan? I'm like, bruh, Drew Holiday yeah. has something to say about that. <laughs> right. Um, Allen plays good defense. Chris is a good perimeter defender. Pat Connaughton is a good defender. Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews. I was like, Wes just put clamps on Curry. Everybody's in love with Curry. He's put clamps on that little dude, bro. Like, come on, man. Don't come in here talking about no defense. When the Bucks need to get a stop, they'll get a damn stop, okay? Yeah. I ain't worried about the damn Bulls shooting a freaking fadeaway 38-footer. Dude, I would I would love for the Bucks to play the Bulls. I, I said feel, that. Okay, here. This is how I feel. <clears throat> When we were talking about the NFC playoffs, I wanted the Packers to play the Cowboys because the Cowboys are all hype and they're all like, oh, man, our offense is so good. I'm like, I want the Packers to play the Cowboys because they will wipe them off the face of the earth. Like, lick their thumb and wipe off grape jelly from your kid's chin. That's how the <laughs> Packers would wax the Cowboys. That's how I feel about the Bucks towards the Bulls. The Bulls are all like, oh, my God, we're so great because we have DeMar DeRozan. He should be the MVP. No. No, he should not. Stop saying that. He could be like, I don't know, fourth or fifth. He's fine being an all-star starter. He's helped you turn your team around. The you know, Bucks would wipe the Bulls in five in a playoff series. I said that. I said four to one. Here's the best thing about DeRozan balling for the, the, the Bulls is we know a guy who knows a guy, and the both those guys think that Levine is still better. Isn't that funny? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was, no that was funny. I told them to roll. I they oh, literally no. play on the same team now, the same offense. You literally <laughs> don't need. They are literally the same team, the same position, basically, the same shot attempts, and uh, we're clearly seeing who's better. Yeah, clearly, Demar Derozan is better. Uh, it's because Zach Levine is hurt. Well, whatever. Well, how is that our fault that Levine is hurt forty games of the year every year? Yeah. Okay. Some people just aren't built for the grind of the NBA season. Here, I got it right here. Yeah, that's right. And Giannis has that skill. Yeah, it's yep. it's not close. It's really not. It's it's so far. And Ma- Zach still doesn't play no defense. And DeRozan barely plays defense. So are they are they stopping Middleton and Drew from getting to the basket? 
Nope. No, they're not. Dude, Middleton, going... Middleton will shoot over them. Drew would out-muscle them. Dude, we are going to absolutely plaster them. I, I am praying to God that we play the Bulls in the second round. Please let that happen. I want a guaranteed trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> right? That would be amazing. <laughs> Can't ask for anything more. All right. Uh, last thing I'll throw out there. DeAndre Bembry is going to wear number 95 for the Bucks. He's going to be the first one to do that. Yeah, that's what Nobody he wore for the, the Hawks, I think. Yeah, nobody has worn number 95 for the Bucks, so that'll be the first. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> All right, ready to talk Badgers? Yeah, let's talk the shitty game against the Rutgers. Jesus. <sighs> Just couldn't get over the hump, man. They couldn't. All right, first thing I'm going to say, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, about crowd noise, right? And then this was after the Indiana game, and I had a couple of people being all snarky. Oh, did Indiana's crowd noise matter to the Badgers? Let me ask you this. Do uh, do all these teams have superstars like Johnny Davis? No. No, they do not. Hey, you have a good night too, buddy. See you later. Um, no, they don't. Johnny Davis is, is a, a superstar. He is one of the top five best players in college basketball this year. No arguments. He's okay? winning player of the year. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's winning yeah, player he, of the year. And he loves playing villain. I've been saying that all year. He loves playing villain, going on the road, and just absolutely ripping your heart out, eating it, and then calling you a pussy to your face because he did that last night. He did do that. That was awesome. I'm trying to <laughs> save that video because I want to put it up on the page. It was awesome. Two shitty games played at home this season. Yeah, and it's because they have no energy to feed off of. I really believe that. You know, these are, they need, these to, are put still the, they need to put the students on the floor. Yeah, these are still young kids who are 18, 19 years old. Momentum and noise would be a lot. You hit a three, imagine the crowd going crazy. That could send Dude, you on a run. When you're a road team and you have noise while you're coming up on offense, like that. And you're trying to call the play out and shit. It's yeah. intimidating. Yeah. I mean, we probably don't a lot lose of the Rutgers if we have a home court advantage. Let's be honest. I don't think we lose this game. That's fair. Uh, game guard had a bad night coaching, didn't put Davis. Dude, they were they were just doubling Johnny on every single catch. Um, he would he would come off of pin downs. He'd come off of you know back back cuts. He would he was coming off of everything. They were bringing him to the top, the side. They were trying to post him up. They were doubling him every single where. Yep. And because of that, Tyler Wall had a good game, twenty three points. Yep. Uh, personally, you know everybody was like, oh, if it wasn't for Wall, everybody else played bad. Well, Stephen Crowell played pretty good. He only missed one shot. He had 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. So Crowell played good, made a 3-pointer. Wall made a 3-pointer. Brad Davison just had a He's really – He was forcing a lot of shots. He was. It's been and like he had that a, for a few games. He had a really bad game. He won for 9 for 3. That's terrible. Badgers again with the 3 bench points. Yeah, thanks for showing up, guys. Um, but the thing that happened, Rutgers were very balanced. Uh, not enough – yeah, I agree with that. Davis, we should have just threw him down there for, and forced them to double us down low and then shot a bunch of three-pointers. That's what I would have done. That would have been my adjustment. But uh, the Rutgers had four players in double fingers. Uh, Ron Harper Jr. had a really, really good game. He played really well. End of the first half, you know, he was in some foul trouble, and he ended up staying in and scoring some really key buckets, you know, to kind of keep them in the game. Um, they had an 18-point, 16-point, and 10, I mean – it was pretty even, but Ron Harper Jr. really was the star for Rutgers. And it, it just sucks because this feels like a game that we should have won. So the reason that the Badgers should have won this game is free throws. Make or damn free throws. 
The Bucks or the Bucks, the Badgers. <sighs> Anyways, the Badgers started seven for fifteen on free throws. That is awful, especially for a team that beats you by playing fundamentally and not turning the ball over and making free throws. To start yep. seven for fifteen, the Badgers and Rutgers had seven points each on free throws, except the Badgers took fifteen and Rutgers took seven. Yep. So that said, my main complaint about Greg Gard was not calling a timeout before halftime. There was, I don't remember how much time was left on the clock. I think it was like like 12 seconds or something like that. And Greg Gard had two timeouts. Why call a timeout, draw up a play, try to get a point, you know, try to get some points before halftime. Um, going to the rim or something, right? Something. I mean, Chucky or Crowell shooting a three, get Davison a look like um, Davison's first shot of the game. Was was drawn up from an out of bounds play. Davison came around screens, got a shot, and made it. Uh, just I don't know. It just didn't feel like a real like a real Badgers game. Like a lot of 50-50 balls were going Rutgers way. Um, Rutgers was slowing the game down and taking shots. You know, taking shots late in the shot clock, and they're fucking hitting all of them, which is annoying. Like but seems like it. um. I did like to see Davison, at least in the first half, um, frustrating number four, Mulcahy. In the first half, he was up in his jersey. He was getting him irritated. He was getting whiny with the refs. Um, he'd been averaging 17 points in his last four games, and I think he had like four points in the first half. Obviously, the second half, he went nuts and got a bunch of assists and you know whatever it is. But um, the second half to me was – Davison forcing shots. Like the Badgers got an offensive rebound. The ball got kicked out to Davison, and with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock, he shot a three. So what's your what's your biggest gripe with the Bucks? Turnovers, right? That's the thing that you yep. always talk about. The Badgers, the number one turnover team. Do you know what really happened in the second half? Nine turnovers. And that's that's what I was getting to. Davison yeah. forcing shots, not frustrating Mulcahy the way he did in the first half. Yeah. Turnovers at the worst time and not hitting free throws. And like we said before, bad shots can equal to the same as a turnover. You turn the ball over, teams usually get runouts, right? You take yep. a bad shot, teams get runouts. So bad shots, turnovers, like I'm saying, you're compounding that. That's what happened. And all the stuff that you're saying is credit to Rutgers. Rutgers came into our house and they completely controlled this entire game. Same with same with the fifty fifty balls. Like Rutgers yep. was getting on them, like the they rebounds. This one more than like we did. yeah, they yeah. That, that's why I said it didn't really feel like a Badger game because not making your free throws, turning the ball over, letting your team beat you to the fifty fifty balls. You know, all of that stuff. That's all yeah. stuff that the Badgers do that they didn't do. Well, they so, responded. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's talk about Indiana. Um. So my point to crowd noise, right? The Badgers are so good on the road this year. 10-2, and two, by the way, away from the Kohl Center. And a lot of the places that we play are loud. And they're talking and their crowd is into it. Their student section is on the floor. Tyler's Big 10 playing. is tough. It's tough, man. It's And, you know, there's a, th- there's a three-way tie, basically, at the top. I mean, Illinois plays tonight against Rutgers at Rutgers. So we're cheering for Rutgers tonight. Yep. But – to to the crowd noise point, the Badgers play so good because they want to, you know, cancel out that crowd noise. Imagine if they had crowd noise at home and they wanted to get it louder and louder and louder. Yeah. You know I mean, that could just Brad, yeah, I Brad just, Davison's throwing his hands up 
and freaking Nebraska to get to get crowd noise for an opponent. I mean, I'm just <laughs> it's just annoying to me. I guess I am just gonna keep hammering that point. Um, but the game last night, uh, Brad Davison did play well. He play, he made some really really timely shots. Yes, he did. Um, Hepburn, that guy has a set of nuts, man. He is not afraid of the moment. He had a turnaround J with yeah, everybody dude, screaming, screaming natty, nasty things at him. That he was made dirty. an N1 layup, dude. Yeah, dude. He took that little dude to the shed. I mean, Crowell played pretty good, made a huge three last night. But, hey, man, we got to give him his flowers. Johnny Davis made every damn play, every single one that we needed. Matt, we went down, what was it? We were down seven, I think, with like, like 10 minutes left, right? We were down like 60 to 53 or something like that. And so I got it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me. Tell the me, Badgers tell me. were down. Um, Indiana went on a 10-0 run, and the yep. Badgers were down 66-61 that, there before it is. they went on their run. Yeah, they were down, and Johnny Davis was just like, you thought, you thought. <laughs> and he's just making and one layups, dirty <laughs> jump. I mean, I told Tyler for the show, I'm like, dude, this dude hit some of the nastiest mid-range jumpers I've ever seen in my life. He hit the cross. The guy gave him the arm bar, and he just said, yup. Yeah. And then he hit the turnaround, Jay, and I was just like, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no, dude. This guy's a monster. I'm going to let Tyler talk, but we got some crazy stuff to talk about. In a they, <laughs> I don't know why Indiana kept letting Johnny Davis get baseline. Because he hit one where, like, the dude was right on him, and then the center came down, and he stopped and put a floater up over the center from the side <laughs> of the hoop. You talking about the dunk? The replay on Crowell? Are you talking about the dunk on the other bounds, I think? Because that was a massive, massive play. That was a good good play. Yeah, that was I don't I don't know what the deal was with that. Why Indiana thought that that was gonna be their ball or you know what? Like why it needed to be reviewed that long. Like Crowell was definitely oh, definitely had the ball the saved. Yeah, when he saved the ball out of bounds. Um, yeah, that was yeah. clear as day. That was clear yeah. as day. I forgot yeah, about you, that because it was so clear. Like, I didn't even you think could, that was Yeah, that you could see the ball coming back into the frame, like, way before Crowell's other foot hit down. He did um, that. Now that I think about it, he didn't want to give us the replay. He kind of wanted Indiana to win the game, I think. At least that's how I yeah. felt. Um, so, this game, the Badgers did really, really well getting in the paint early in this game. Um, and then they had they had really good early ball movement. Just shots were not falling. Um. They stayed aggressive on offense. I kept him in the game. Johnny Davis had 11 points. It seemed like he really turned it on in this game. Like, he really flipped a switch and just went super nuts. Um, Seven points in the last four minutes of the first half. Um, They tuned back in on defense. And then um, they were doing good jobs contesting shots without fouling. So they really turned up the defense towards the, the end of the first half. Second half. So, Stephen Crowell, he doesn't score a ton. Like, it feels like he's good for 8 to 12 a game. But I swear, all of the baskets that he hits are all at the perfect time. Yeah. Like the three-pointer. That's, that's, how, that's how, yeah, that's how I feel about Stephen Crowell. Yeah, um, timely. That's a good way to explain there were, it. Yeah, there were some some really freaking weak foul calls in this game. It was really annoying for a while. Um, the Badgers... Just making free throws. Mm. Johnny missed two out of two at one point. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make your free throws. Make your free throws. Brad Davidson um, went 10 to 10. Yes, he did. Um, Indiana went on a 10 0 run from the 16 28 to the 13 07 mark. That's when I think when Crowell hit that three. Um, Indiana went up 66 61. And then it was Johnny Davis time. The Badgers finished the game on a 13 to 3 run. All 13 points, Johnny Davis. I'm for that too. I'm for that Brad too. said he'd like to see more pick and roll with Davis and Crowell. Um, actually, I have this in my notes from the from the Rutgers game. Chucky Hepburn and Stephen Crowell actually ran a really nice pick and roll. Um, when Chucky and Crowell ran it, um, Chucky dropped off a really nice bounce pass to Crowell, and Crowell got an and one out of it. So um, I think it was last week me, you, and Mike talked about wanting to see the Badgers just work in a little more pick and roll into their offense. Um, instead of so much of the dribble handoff um, motion that they run. Yeah, um, they run, they run that all the time. But it does get Johnny going, and it gets him at ISO on the top. It gets him baseline drives a lot, too. Um, and, yes, Davis yeah, does, does get a lot of it. They, they use him as a decoy sometimes, though. Yeah. I'll say that. They use him as a decoy sometimes. Especially early in the games. That's why it seems like he gets off to kind of some slow starts, and then mm-hmm. you know, once some other guys get going, then they kind of – have to, you know, go back to playing the Badgers honest, and then that's when Johnny Davis takes over. But um, I do got to say, I got to say this, um, as much as Trace Jackson Davis killed the Badgers last night, um, I respect the hell out of him. You can tell when he plays that he loves playing basketball. And even though he's from Indiana and it's, you know, it's a a conference rival, like – I respect that a lot of Trace Jackson Davis just because, like I said, you can see the passion in what he plays, that he loves playing basketball. So. And he wants to win. Yeah, so good for him. Um, I hope he has success not against the Badgers or Wisconsin teams. But um, I agree. Yeah, good for him everywhere else. Is there I anything mean, else you want to say? The Badgers, Badgers own in Indiana. Yeah. I mean, we're 20, 20 the last 20 the stat is now. I mean, absolutely destroying them. Um, you mentioned that Johnny Davis scored the last 13 of the game, right? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's amazing. Uh, Badgers are 12-1 and one in games this year, decided by six points or less. Yep. Um, and here, here's, here's one that's going to be really big, you know, coming up in the next couple weeks here. I mean, the Big Ten tournament's coming up. March Madness is coming up, so – we're starting to get to a really, really exciting time, and we got a pie bet for that coming up. So anybody that wants to be in, Brad, you seem to know your stuff about college, so why don't you jump in on this? Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec here. But right. uh, Let's do the power pair first. I wanted to say the quad one stat real quick. Um, the Badgers last night was their ninth quad one win, and if you don't know what quad one, win, quad one is, um, quad one is categorized like this. If you're at home and you're playing any team that's ranked in the top 30 – that's a quad one win. If you're at a neutral site, anybody in the top 50. And if you're away, any team in the top 75. So you're thinking top 75. Oh, my God. But, dude, there's like 300. I think, there's like, I think it's like 326 or something so, like that. Yeah. So you're getting into the top 75. You're getting into some power five conferences. That's still you the top it. 25% of NCAA. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting the best of the best, basically. So the yeah. Badgers being tied for first and having nine wins, nine of their 20 wins. That's damn near Almost half, half of their half. wins. 
are are against top opponents, that's going to be something that's going to be really huge in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. All right. Power pair. It's a really awkward for me because like Johnny Davis was the obvious choice, even though he didn't yep. play that well in a Rutgers game as far as a box score is concerned because he only had 11 points. Uh, but he was still five for 10 on field goals. So he's still 50% there. 10 of 15 in last night's game, 10 of 14 at the free throw line, only one for four on free throws against Rutgers. You got to get Johnny Davis to the free throw line more. Um, and then, and then you got to make them, you got to get there, but you got to make them too. Um, one thing that I want to say about Johnny Davis as a potential criticism is he's got to get the turnovers down. Um, got to get the turnovers down. He had four turnovers in both games. Um, I just want to see Johnny Davis get those turnovers down a little bit, but, we asked two weeks ago when we did the, the mid-season progress report for the Badgers if Johnny Davis was player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the answer is yes. Second <laughs> of all, here's why. 25-plus <laughs> point games. Johnny Davis has eight of them. Uh-huh. Johnny Davis has eight 25-plus point games. Frank Kaminsky, when he won his player of the year, had six. Whoa. Johnny Davis has eight. That's that faster pace, though. I'll say that. That that helps, yes. All right. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I split up my other power pair, and I picked Tyler Wall for the first one and Brad Davison for the second one. So I split it up half and half for my second of the power pair because it was hard to find a player that played well in both games. So... My first one, Johnny Davis. He ended up shooting 50%. So, I mean, he didn't play super well against Rutgers, but nobody really did except two players. And one of the two that played good in both of them, and we just called timely because I have it written down. That's why I said that. It's Stephen Crowell. Stephen Crowell. Um, I like it. 10 points, five rebounds, two and a half assists. He was nine of 13, so he shot 69%. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And he was two Uh... or three on threes, man. He made some big time threes. He. Just he's a big time player. I I give him credit for playing tough down low. I mean, first first year really a lot of playing time. He's still getting into it. I think I think he's starting to come to his own more and more. But Probably I mean, a sophomore. Yeah, he's he's playing well. He's gonna grow and he's gonna get better. And he's already showing me improvement enough improvement that I can put him in my power pair. And I think he played great this week. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, he's gonna have to play good on. March first, oh, we are 1st. well. Tomorrow is well, the, the Bucks. I don't Bucks. even know. Yeah, the Badgers. The Badgers' next game is Sunday at noon against Michigan, um, and then they play Wednesday at Minnesota. So that's the two games okay. to look forward to. But uh, which is really nice because we have a Thursday episode next week. Yes, but we do. March first, dude. Purdue is coming to town. Purdue. That is a massive game. Circle Madison the Madison Cole Center needs to be loud that game. Come on, man. One time. Just get loud, dude. We're going to have a top yeah. five team coming to our house. This could be for the Big Ten title at that point. The next game yeah. after that is Nebraska. So we're going to win that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just occurred to me as we were doing our power pair that I didn't give my second one for the Bucks, And oh, it was I, – I told Jake he, this was going to be the second last person that he thought of because I told him Jordan War. He knew Jordan War was going to be the last person. But the second last person that you might think of is Lindell Wigington. So yeah. I wanted to give him some credit in the power pair part of this because the Bucks haven't had George Hill for, what, like seven or eight games now? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so just the fact that he's being available and coming in, um, he's now had his career high back-to-back nights. So Monday was his career high 11 points, and then last night was scored 12 points, which is his new career high. Mm-hmm. But in just about 20 minutes a game, he's given the Bucks 9.3 points and three rebounds in the last three games. So nine and three for a guy who's only playing 20 minutes a game. Um, five for his last 13 on threes and seven for 11 on his last 11 free throws. So just wanted to give him some credit in the in the power pair part of this that uh, Lindell Wigington has been helpful for the Bucks. Do you want to know the most important thing he did last night? He showed Embiid and Harden how to do a step back three pointer. <laughs> that was nice. Dude, he hit two in a row. That was really nice. And then he took All one right. really bad one, and Budenholzer took him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he's like, no, 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 no. No, you don't do that. Yep. You don't, yeah. <laughs> no, Your no, light's not uh, that green. Why don't you explain the the pie bet? Explain the pie bet so everybody can get All right. it. And so do it and... really simple. When the bracket comes out, make one. Send it to us on Messenger, and you're in. Uh, yep. Number one's going to get a $25 Parker John's gift certificate. And whoever finishes last gets the least amount right, gets pie to the face. That's it. Yeah. Those are the rules. And hopefully it's not me this time. because It's going to be you. I mean, you're going to go down as the all-time pie bet championship. I should have made a leaderboard. That's what I should do. I'm I should make be... a leaderboard for pie bets. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. We're thinking you got to have, ideas. like, what, five already? Uh, well, I just took one. I took the first ever one. I think I'm I'm either, I'm at four or five. I can't remember. I got too much four. freaking pie stuck in my yeah. You got four. Eyes. Curtis has two. Your dad has one. Yeah. Oh man, dad got hit with a pumpkin too. Oh, so yeah. hard. That was yeah. We got to be I there for that. I should not have did nice. pumpkin. That was so rude. <laughs> so rude. So all right. Yeah, we're Go gonna ahead. do a pie bet. That'll be fun. Yep. Um, I wanted to mention about maybe what's happening after the Andy Herman show, if we're switching time. Yes, or... yes, 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 yes. So next next week, we will not be here on Wednesday. Next week, we'll have a Thursday show. Next week, we're still going to start at 4.30. But the following week, um, which will be the first show of March, um, I don't know exactly what day of the week it is. It might actually it's be March, March 1st. It might March. actually be March 1st. It's either the 1st or the 2nd. I don't know. I don't have a calendar near me. Um, it is the second. Okay, March 2nd. So we are going to start at 4 o'clock that day. So we're going to move the show up from 4.30 to 4. So starting March 2nd, we're going to start shows at 4 o'clock. But next week, we are going to be Thursday at 4.30. Jake, did you want to say anything about the Big Ten before we are done? Yeah. Um, I, I dove into the the Big Ten title regular season race. Um it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, right now, Illinois is sitting in first, uh, half game above Wisconsin and Purdue, tied for second. Uh, Wisconsin will be above Purdue, obviously, because we hold the tiebreaker over them. But yep. Wisconsin and Purdue are both 11 and 4, and Illinois is 11 and 3 right now. And I went through the remaining schedules and the conference record for all of them. Um, Illinois plays at Rutgers tonight. So that's a big game. We're cheering for Rutgers. They're 9 yep. and 5 in the Big Ten, have three straight wins versus. Uh, quality, quality opponents. Um, I think they're all ranked, actually. I think it was the yeah. first time in Rutgers history that they've beaten three ranked opponents in a row. And their first ever win at Wisconsin. So, I mean, they did a couple firsts uh, against yeah. the Badgers. Um, then they play at Michigan State, who's not on a hot streak. Ohio State <laughs> at Michigan versus Penn State versus Iowa. So, the remaining you know, conference schedule 
for Illinois, and this is in six games. They have 46 and, and 35. So, I mean, that, that could be pretty tough. You're playing some some heavy hitters. That sounds tough. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, rem- let me remind you, they're 10-2 and two on the road this year, and I think that they're going to win their last road game. Um, they have two or they have two left, Minnesota and Rutgers, but they play Michigan on Sunday. Minnesota, they play at Rutgers. They play Purdue on March 1st, and then they play Nebraska. Last game of the year, Brad Davidson's last game as a Badger. Of course, um, against Nebraska, he's going to light them up. Oh, oh my oh, God, it's going to be awesome. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the remaining schedule for Wisconsin is 31-39. and 39. Uh, Purdue, their remaining schedule is 41-31. and 31. They play at Northwestern. I believe that is tonight as well. Then they play versus Rutgers at Michigan State, at us, and then versus Indiana. So, to me, Purdue has the hardest remaining schedule. Yeah. Even if you're looking at, you know, the record. But those five games, I mean, at Michigan State, still not easy. I don't care if Michigan State's playing good or not. They're going to turn around. They're, they're too talented. And Tom they're well too good. Yeah. Right? I mean, Northwest, at Northwestern is not an easy game. It feels like one of those awkward games. My cat is crawling all over my table right now. So, this is really <laughs> Anyway, she just Pick it up. Um <laughs> Rutgers is a good team, obviously. At Wisconsin yeah. is not easy, even though our crowd isn't into it. <clears throat> Please be loud. And then versus Indiana, Indiana's pretty bad away from their, their home court. But yeah. Indiana's still a viable opponent. So, I mean, Purdue will probably lose a game or two. As long as Illinois loses two games and the Badgers only lose one, then we'll be all good to go. I want the regular season title bad because it's such a good conference. Yeah. I yeah. really want the regular season bad. As, I don't care about the Big Ten like, tourney. The, the, the preseason expectations that we've had, mm-hmm. like the batters have already exceeded them as oh, far I, as like 100%. wins are concerned. Um, yeah, and I know I texted you this last night when we were talking about the Badger game, but Chucky Hepburn's getting the keys to the car next year. Hold on. I, I just thought of something. Me and hmm. you both predicted 19 wins, did we not? Yes, we did. Last night they got their 20th win. Yeah, that's why I'm saying they already exceeded our expectations. I didn't realize that till right now. Well, yeah, they're just they're playing yeah. well, man. Michigan and really took a dump, and they were preseason top five, aren't they? I don't know. I don't care. Oh, I mean, I thought they were just projected <laughs> to win. No, Purdue was projected to win, and then Michigan yeah. was projected to be the team that went after them, Illinois. But we just pushed Michigan out, and now we're in the spot Michigan was supposed to be in right now. That's fair. I mean, if Wisconsin wins. Versus Michigan. I mean, even if, you know, just after that win in, yeah, they win versus Michigan at Minnesota and they create a little win streak here. I could see them popping into the, the top 10, maybe. You could see top 10. They're, they're probably going to drop, but. Well. Imagine if they beat Purdue. Say they beat Purdue, right? And we win the Big Ten in the regular season. Say that win at Purdue wins us the Big Ten. I'm just giving you a scenario. Do you think the Badgers will end the season in the top five? All right. I'm going to look where they're at now. They're 15, I think. Wisconsin. Yes, they're 15. Michigan's terrible. Minnesota. Minnesota's bad. Rutgers is getting there. If, if Rutgers wins tonight, I could see them being ranked next week. They should be ranked now, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Purdue and Nebraska. I'd like to see Nebraska. I really, really believe that Nebraska can upset somebody. They I, have it, one win. Um, it's not gonna. I mean, like they're they're gonna upset somebody good. Like, oh. well, they don't play. The Nebraska plays Maryland, Northwestern, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. 
So maybe they'll beat Ohio State before. Oh my God! Badgers. I was. Oh my! That would be. Bryce insane. McGowan's is good. He is. Nebraska's dude. yeah. Nebraska's gonna beat somebody. But that's why um, I said that in the chat one day. I was like, dude. The Big Ten is crazy. Even Nebraska's got an NBA player. Yeah, exactly. McGowan yep. is an NBA player. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. He's already got – He's he He reminds me of Jason Tatum. I can see that. Like he's, he's, got, he's got a way to go until he gets there, but that's who he reminds me of. I can see that. He looks like a skinnier version of Jason Tatum. That's that's how he plays. Which is um, pretty crazy because he's ever, Jason Tatum's already a stick. <laughs> yeah. Um. Be honest with you, I don't see top five because they only have one ranked opponent remaining, and like three of the last five games they have are poopy. Yeah, yeah, they are. They, I mean, the Badgers, <laughs> the Badgers easily have the easiest road to the title. So just, just win the remainders against the Stinkers, and they between... and then get revenge. What did you just say, James? All right, James. That's it. Your respect level just went down one tier because you just Jason said that. Tatum is the goat. Don't ever say that again. Go away. Jalen Brown was better than him last night. <laughs> 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 All right. Um. Anyways, with two Mondays in between there, so they have two chances to move up. Uh, I I could see top ten. I don't think they'll get to top five. Well. The Big Ten's probably. I can't believe have... Purdue is still number three. They have four conference losses. All four of the losses are in the Big Ten. They're number three. They're number three right now. I thought they were like That's number what... six or something. Pretty sure I just saw three. Thought they were number maybe six. Maybe it was five. But... Oh, maybe it was five. But Illinois, what are they? Right yeah, they're now? number five. Like fourteen. Illinois is like fourteenth or something. They like should be ahead of Purdue. They have the same number of losses. No, Purdue just smacked the hell out of them. Purdue just smacked the hell out of Illinois the other day. That's why. They beat them by almost 20 points. It was like 84 Purdue, or something. Purdue should not be number five. That's that's what I meant. Purdue's really, really good. I just think that Wisconsin's better. That's how I feel. Yeah. We went into your house Was, and beat you. Wisconsin, I mean, you look at their losses. I mean, it's Rutgers, Michigan State. Ohio State and what's the one I'm forgetting? Uh, Badgers have four losses. Who's the one I'm forgetting? I don't know. Uh, oh, they lost that game early in the year with that when Johnny Davis sat out. That nobody team. It was like the second game of the year. Mm, nope. They lost to Ohio State. They lost to Michigan State. Had to have been in what November then? It was the yeah. They lost the to Providence. Yep. And Providence is ranked. No, they're not. Are they ranked? Not anymore. They were. They were for a little bit. Oh, they're oh never mind. Yeah, they're ranked. They're number eight. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, they just oh, lost so to Villanova. Yeah. So it's not they're a number eight. But we lost that game close, <laughs> and we didn't have Johnny Davis. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna pull this up. I'm gonna pull it up. So we lost to Rutgers. Yep. Who's on fire? Yeah. I'm gonna pull Not saying up. that as an excuse, but they're just literally on fire. We're part of them being on fire, but they're on fire. I'm pulling it up. So basketball D1. Oh boy. I'm pulling it up, so we're gonna put this together. And they beat Houston, who is now I think they're number six. Six. Yeah, and they beat Houston in a neutral site. 
So having that win and then beating Purdue as well, I mean, how can the Badgers not be a two seed? If they run the table and they win the Big Ten, they have to be a two seed. I'm sorry. So this year, the Badgers have lost to the number five, number eight, number 18, and number 19. Those and are Rutgers, let's see, here we go. That's 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. Rutgers is at 34. That's lower than I would have thought, but still respectable. It's not yeah. like you're losing to a nobody, you know? Oh, that's so that's really quad that one. Close. Yeah, they're, they're still not that close to being in the top 25. I thought they would have been closer to being ranked. They had too. 10 ranked, or they had 10 votes Oh, for... Okay. I think ranked. if Rutgers wins points, tonight, they're definitely getting ranked next week. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think it's their record that hurts them more than their resume. Yeah. They win tonight, though. Uh, that right, if, if they win tonight, the Badgers basically can just run the table and win the Big Ten. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? Nah, man, we got no sports tonight, so it's just going to be a family night for me. But tomorrow, we're going to watch Marquette tonight. Oh, we could do that. Go watch Marquette. Um, Um, Definitely keep an eye on that. uh, Definitely keep an eye on that Rutgers Purdue game. Yeah. No, it's Rutgers Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. I might actually turn that on and watch that one because we're, I mean, the baby and my girlfriend go to bed at like freaking 6 30 at night, so I got nothing to do. (laughs) All right. Well, right, next man. week, if hey, if anybody watching has any Packers-related questions that isn't, is Aaron Rodgers coming back or are him and his girlfriend still together, ask us on the page, ask us anywhere, um, throw comments on this video or any anything, or send us a message. Any kind of Packers-related questions you have that isn't being asked, let us know. We are going to have Andy Herman on with the show next Thursday. Um, and we're going to be talking lots and lots of Packers because we're only going to have one Bucks game to recap. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll so be able to talk about the All Star stuff though. Maybe him yeah. with the skills yeah. challenge and shit. So, but yeah. and then yeah. we'll and only then have a, Rose. We'll have two Badgers games, two Badgers yeah. game, one and, Bucks and game, one Bucks game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're going to start with the Packers next week with Andy Herman with us. So, um, any Packers related questions you want, message us, comment here, let us know, post it in the Wisco Fanatics group. Um, let us know, and we will put them in with the list of questions we already have. Let me just say this. That not just this week. If you ever have any questions, that's part of the yes. reason we started this. If oh, you yeah. ever have any questions, send them to us, man. We, it might be something that we didn't even think of. You know, like it, it probably is, you know, because we can't think of everything. If you have something that you want answered, we will do the research and like, we will look it up. We love that. James, that's is, we James is a perfect example. Like two weeks yep. ago, James asked us Brett Favre or Drew Brees. Like that's a good question. That's something that it isn't is. really talked about. Everybody's always Rodgers, Brady, whatever, Brady, yeah. whatever, whoever, Brady. Yeah. Breeze, Breeze Favre was one that's really, I've never heard that question before. So that was, yeah, that, that was, was a good one to, to get into a little bit. So yeah. Any any questions? Yeah, that's a good, good point. I might actually, uh, I might do a Jason Tatum versus Chris Middleton now, just because he said Tatum was the goat. I might do that, just just for shits and giggles. But yeah, other than that, do, yeah, you can do a send small forward us, ranking. Man. That's always fun. I will. Maybe I will. And this is a hot take, but it's coming from me, and I want you to hear it. LeBron James is not a top five player in the NBA anymore. Let's see. 
Giannis, Durant, Curry, Embiid, and Jokic. All five of those players are better than LeBron right now. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. It's the hard truth. It's the hard truth. Sorry, he's 37. He's still not. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. He's still top 10. Sorry. He's definitely top 10, but he's not top five anymore. He might be number six. He doesn't play a lick of defense, so you can't even use that as an argument anymore. And Curry's ability to hit threes. Sorry. Yeah. But with that being said, man. That's fair. Let's call her a night. Notebook's officially closed. That means the show is over. All right. Well, I will (laughs) see you next Thursday. Thursday. All right, man. I'm super excited. Let's do this. Yeah, that'll be a good one next week. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.